Dolphins fans, relax. Another year has come. Another year is gone. You will be the only team in NFL history to stay undefeated as the Arizona Cardinals go down to the Green Bay Packers in a classic Thursday night football game. We'll talk about the Packers, what to make of them, more about the Cardinals or about the Packers, and can Kyler Murray's longevity last in the NFL? We'll talk about that. Also, our top three wide receiver quarterback duos currently in the NFL. Also, we're going to talk about to play Dak or not to play Dak. Is it smart for the Dallas Cowboys to play Dak Prescott, or is it smart for him to stay out for a week? And we'll close out with the Monday night football game. What to expect from the Kansas City Chiefs and those New York football giants next on Keys of the City. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Or you can follow the Podcaster Joe at Twitter. I'm Podcaster Joe, the Joseph McGuire. And our Clovercrest Media, you can check out our Facebook page, Instagram. It's growing. It's getting there. People are knowing Clovercrest Media. So check us out and check out the rest of the gang at clovercrestmedia.com. Let's talk about the classic last night. It is another football Friday. I know the World Series is going on, but not many people are talking about it. The ratings are down as expected. That's what happens in baseball. People don't care about baseball right now unless you see the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Cubs, and the Cardinals, teams like that. That's what they want to see. It's not getting it done. It's going to continuously be that way if we don't see the powers work that way. That's just how baseball works right now. People are not – they always call it our East Coast bias, and it's like, people I didn't determine that. Look at the ratings. The ratings are what they are. People don't care for baseball right now. It's sad to, be, it's to believe, but it's the truth. People rather watch a regular season NBA basketball game than the World Series. Take that into consideration. So we're talking football Friday. We talked about it on Tuesday. We're talking now on Friday. Again, a huge week in the NFL. We're going to talk about last night's game, like I said, talk about our top three quarterback receiver dynamic duos who was number one in our book also Dak Prescott is he going to play or not is it smart for the Cowboys to start him and then we'll talk about the Monday night football game but let's get hold on before actually we start the show I just want to wish a very very happy birthday to a very special person in my life that's not with me and I won't be able to see her mother I will see you in three weeks I love you and I hope you have a terrific birthday I know she's working nonstop today but what do we all do? What do all us keys do? We all have to work. It's the way the life works. But happy birthday, mom! I love yeah, you. Yeah, because we're poor. Yeah, we're poor. <laughs> we're not. We're not the top one percent in the country. We're not. The, <laughs> we need this money. I said this last night. I said this last night. Somebody. I was telling Ralph. Trevor, I said, "Can you imagine this? We're talking. I'm at the gym yesterday. So text and I go. I go. Yeah, man. I called three different places the other day. Fours, first fuel, and purple fuel to find find oil prices. They were all at two eighty nine. He goes, dude, don't you know you're Forbes in East Haven? You get ten percent, ten cents off if you you're an East Haven resident. I go. Imagine this, bro. Ten years ago, we we're talking about oil prices and figuring out how we're gonna pay for these canned goods and everything <laughs> the else. The way the world works, oh, man. You know, we're all trying to get in tune with the way the world works. But speaking of getting in tune, how does it work? It. How about last night's game, the classic we thought it was going to be? I know there was a lot of downfall because of the players that were missing in the game, but the game lived up to the expectations. 
Dolphins fans, like I said, you can relax, pour your champagne. Another year has come. You will stay undefeated as the only team in NFL. No one's ever going undefeated. Yeah, anymore. I know. I know. The closest was the Patriots. Last night was a true telling sign of where the Cardinals stand, where the Packers stand, maybe in the NFL as a whole. My biggest takeaway, though, I really wanted to get into this because, you know, there's so much great in the NFL, just like there isn't great in sports, where you have the ML- MLB, you have great shortstops, you have great center fielders. The ML- the NBA is great point guards. The NHL, you got guys like Connor McDavid, you got Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. What am I getting at? Is because the NFL is so great, not just because it's the NFL, because of the exceptional growth of the quarterback play. I mean, you got guys like Aaron Rodgers still dominant, Tom Brady, who's 44 freaking years old and is literally taking the league by storm again in his 22nd season. Then you got guys like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. My big thing is when you have this exceptional play and these terrific quarterbacks, you're going to survive. You're going to last in this league. My big thing and my big question mark that I saw last night was that last, the last drive, Kyler Murray was limping again. And it gets me concerned for him because we talked about great quarterbacks the other day. And, Joe, I believe you said you would have taken Kyler number one out of the young quarterbacks in this league. What I see last night, and I'll tell, we'll get into more of the game in a second, when I see last night and see him limping, I know it's not a big deal and stuff like that, and we're going to just brush it off. But when you see that, you're thinking the longevity of Kyler Murray. Do we see Kyler Murray being able to last in this NFL and sustain at a successful rate like he's been playing so far? I'm not going to take away. He's been great. But can we see him sustain that longevity in a tough league and due to the biggest question mark that we talked about, the height going into this whole draft when he got drafted? Yeah, you know, I actually talked a little bit about that last year when I wasn't completely sold on Kyler Murray. I, I don't necessarily love the way he throws the football. He's still a baseball guy uh, who's playing quarterback, and he's really good at it. To me, last night was really uh, the, their biggest issue. They couldn't run the football. Green Bay ran the football. Not yeah. great, but better than Arizona did. Neither quarterback, I thought, looked exceptionally great last night. Kind of a downer performance by both guys, but... Yeah, you know, look, when you're dealing with guys like Lamar and guys like Kyler and 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 they play a very different kind of game, you got to be careful with the Daniel Jones and the Josh Allens of the world. Those guys that get out there, Mahomes, and create and do things. We saw what happened to Robert Griffin uh, and, and how, you know, what was off to a promising start to a career uh, ended really uh, quickly and, and, and in a, a terrible fashion. So that's to me... I think one of the reasons why, you know, I grew up watching Randall Cunningham, who was way ahead of his time. You never saw that back in the day. You never saw that type of Well, sure. You know what the knock on Randall Cunningham was? Now it's become regular. It's too dangerous for your quarterback to be running all over the field like that. And that's why it went from Cunningham literally to Mike Vick with nothing in between. Mm -hmm. It It didn't seem like a great idea. Well, here's the and other now thing. It's what, and now game. it's what everybody does. And look, these guys are going to get hurt, and they are going to get banged up. And and let's be honest, and I love Kyler. He's a little man out there. And these guys are getting bigger, stronger, and faster. So, yeah, is is Kyler going to be in the league for 20 years? No. No, this is probably like a 10, 12-year career for Kyler Murray. And but maybe he'll even go. 
go play some baseball. Well, can he sustain that? That that yes. I, is, yeah. As long yeah, as no, he doesn't, as long as he doesn't suffer a devastating injury, I think this guy. And and again, the way the league is designed, it's designed for these guys to be successful. And that's why, again, I'm very hopeful for for DJ. I think he's one of those guys. That's the skill set that really does work and is getting protected in this NFL. So the game hasn't totally evolved, Trev. I think I sent you something this morning. It was a 1977 preview on CBS, and how they were showing like highlights of the previous week in the games. And you're like, you see a guy like running down the sideline, Joe, and he gets clothesline, or like when Terry Bradshaw gets picked up and flipped over on his head, which almost you know killed him, or another guy grabbed by the face mask and taken down. Listen, the evolution of the quarterback, the game has changed. We know it. It's better now than it ever was. You know, Fran Tarkin was the runaround guy in the old days. If you're old, anybody that's older than you know, 40 years old, you knew Fran Tarkenton. Older than Derek. He was Michael Vick. He was the Michael Vick of his era. Then there was Randall, Randall Cunningham. Joe, you were 100% right. Then it kind of died out. The evolution of the athletic quarterback Don't came forget about the- Steve Young. Don't forget about Steve no, Young. Yes. Actually, he was a different animal, though. That was a, that was a guy who was a pocket passer yeah. who had a great ability to run. And But, he, again, he wasn't looking to run. And, and Steve Young, it was never – you know what I mean? He didn't. Yeah. He didn't look at his first and then and then take off running. It was a. He was a a, a very different kind of guy. Understandable. And, and if you look at his stats, I think he has like the completion percentage. He's got numbers that are. I mean, for completion percentage and QBR, it's like top notch. So he's phenomenal Hall of Famer. We know about him. But ever since 2001, the game has evolutionized. And look at the college game. It all stems from the college game because you take the extra feeder program and look at the college game. It's spread out. You know, wide seven on sevens. Here's the thing. In the old days, a quarterback was a six foot five kid or a big kid who could who had control and he would be able to, you know, just take the ball and hand off to the running back. Well, now what you do is you take your best athlete, you put him at quarterback, and then you run everything else off of him. So the question is, will Kyler Murray be able to last in the NFL? Absolutely. First of all, first, he's a passer first. Do you know he leads the league in completion percentage with throws of over 20 plus yards? I believe leads 63%. The next closest guy is Matthew Stafford at 55%. And it was at 70% for Kyler Murray about a week or two ago. So he's a thrower first. Now, yeah, I know when I think it showed his 50th or 60th game, I think he just, he just totaled over 1500 yards rushing so far in his career. We know he's athletic, but he's a passer. Watch his, watch his game. He's a thrower first. He only runs when he needs to. And the evolution of the football means we protect the quarterback. There's no big hits. We take away the low hits. So you don't have to worry about low hits on the knees. You don't worry about the big hits because they get penalized. Now, can they happen? Absolutely. But here's another thing. Look at a guy like Russell Wilson. I know he's a little thicker. I know he's a little bit bigger. But look at how that guy has played. And they're both baseball guys, which means they know how to slide. They know how to get down so they don't take the big hits. That's crucial. That's crucial yeah. in the in, in your evolution and being able to prosper and move on. I think Kyler Murray can last. Now, to the point, though, I think Joe is correct. He's not going to have a Tom Brady career. No one really has. Or even in Aaron Rodgers. you got to look at 10 to 12 years because he eventually is going to get he's going to slow down as he gets older, which means he's not going to be able to scramble as much. And I just mm-hmm. think the game is going to get quicker and faster and it'll be a little bit tougher. But that's not to say he can't be a Hall of Famer and a dynamic quarterback for the next 15 years. If you told me you can get 10 great years out of Daniel Jones, you'd sign up right now for it. Because how many teams get 10 great years out of a quarterback? doesn't happen nowadays. So, like Joe's point, and I think you'll get to it, as long as he doesn't suffer a devastating injury, um, he should be fine. And if you watched the game last night, the Cardinals played like crap. 
Okay, but the reason why they got back into the game wasn't because of their running game or Kyle Murray's ability. It was his throwing. It was his ability. Now, he scrambles, he makes serious throws, but they put position players, receivers, that work for them. They have Rondell Moore, a quick guy. You go screens thing. Got Kirk that runs the inside routes. You got DeAndre on, on the deep bombs that Kyle loves to throw 50 yards in the air and like balloon shots. And then you have A.J. Green to run intermediate routes when he's looking for the football and not thinking it's going to be a run play. Let me ask you quickly before we get into our next point, and I'm glad you're bringing up Devontae and DeAndre because they could be in our list for top dynamic duos right now in the NFL. Your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Just quick just quick perspective. I'll start with you, Ted, and then Joe, and I'll finish it up. And then we'll get into the next point. But your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Just a quick perspective. I w- remember I texted you last night. I said, I'm pissed off. I was like, I don't want to use the word. I was like, you know, the Packers. Screw them. I was kind of pissed off. I don't want the Packers to win. I want the Cardinals to win. And no particular reason. I just I, I had this feeling like I had a hatred for the Packers, like it was the Cowboys. I don't know. But <laughs> to my point is, I was impressed that the Packers were able to play the physical game last night. They looked like the better team last night. They out physicalized or whatever. They beat up. They were the bully in the matchup last night. They took it to Arizona. The only thing I would say is Arizona, they had a chance to win. It shows what type of – if people are going to knock the Cardinals, you didn't watch the game further because – Look at the goal line stand. That's all hard. That's all the Cardinals. That's something you're not used to seeing from the Arizona Cardinals. That's two teams that, like Aaron Rodgers told Kyle Murray after the game, see in the playoffs. I could see that being a rematch in the NFC Championship game. But I took away that the physicality of Green Bay Packers. And you know what else? The greatness of Aaron Rodgers, because I don't know how many quarterbacks in the league could have won a game like that last night with missing 11 starters. Tom Brady. That's it. That's it. My biggest takeaway is – I don't care who your quarterback is. You need a running game. And Josh Allen um, has. No running game. Dealt with that for the last two years. And and it's hard. It's hard when it's all you and, and you pretty much know they're gearing up for you to throw the football down the field because your running backs are combining for nothing. For the most part. Uh, it's great to have a guy like Aaron Jones down the backfield. Oh, yeah. Listen, to me, you know, Edmonds and Connor, you know, they've never both had a good week the same week. You mm-hmm. either get one or the other or neither. And I think if you're the Cardinals, you know, I would I would seriously consider going out and getting a running back. I thought they both really... played well though last night. Connor had two rushing touchdowns. They didn't run the ball physical enough. And then I thought Chase Edmonds made some nice plays in the passing game. I get what you're saying, though. Uh, uh, but I will get it this way, Jay. I'm a Joe. The same well, thing with the way Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's okay. You could have you you know, it It's only been four years. Whatever. It's not like we're close friends or anything anymore. I was The impression is the Packers with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Same type of thing. You got the physical back, and A.J. Dillon was, I mean – Gave it to the Cardinals last night, almost like Jerome Bettis style. And then Aaron Jones, you know, I thought he was in for a bigger game last night. And A.J. Dillon was the stud. He was the one. They played old school football last night. And I think if the if the Cardinals were able to run the ball a little bit more physical with James Conner and then use Edmonds in the same way the Packers use Aaron Jones, I think they should be fine down the road, you know. But listen, that's why I also said to Trev last night, Thursday night football games, you could tell it was a Thursday night football game. Injuries, guys missing, and the, and and the poor play early in the first half. You could tell Arizona, the team was much better in the second half. 
my biggest takeaway really quick, one of these teams is going to be in the NFC title game. It's a team that's been there the past two years. The Green Bay Packers will be in the NFC title game. Put it down right now on October 29th. They will be one half of the NFC title game. Don't know who the other team is. I'm, I still will stick with the Buccaneers. That obviously. means you're getting the number one seed? No, I think they're still going to be. I don't think they're going to be the number one seed. I don't. I don't, I don't know who – I can't answer a question when you have that in the sense of when you have four teams right now – or wait, one, two, three – I think there's five teams right now. That Yeah, there's five teams with one loss. I can't pick between one of them or who's going to be home field. I really can't. Right now it's an open field. It's literally wide open. I just don't know who's it going to be. I see the Green Bay Packers, though, with the team that – bringing a David Bakhtiari is going to be back. Devontae Adams will be back. You have that offense still going, still gelling. You have Aaron Rodgers. Anytime you have 12, it's like Tom Brady. Anytime you have these guys, you have a chance to survive and advance each and every week. And I see the Green Bay Packers once again being in the NFC title game. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are going to be fine. The Cardinals will look like they're going to – the defense, the way they held that, for, that goal line stand at the end, that was as impressive as I could have been or seen from that team. Losing J.J. Watt is going to be a big loss, but you bring back Chandler Jones now, which – is also a huge addition. They should go make another, maybe go go call Pittsburgh, Melvin Ingram, go try to get him in replacement because that's a trade that they could be looking for. They need pass rushers, but both these teams are going to be in there for the long run. I would pick the Packers. Probably the most impressive victory of the entire season is what I would say on that. Listen, despite three Cardinal turnovers, they lost the time of possession battle by 15 minutes to Green Bay in last night's game. Joe and loves that T.O.P. Listen, it's really hard to win football games if your offense isn't on the field and if your defense spends 37 minutes on it. Yeah. It's really you're 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 facing you're facing Aaron Rodgers and you put him on the field for almost 40 minutes. I'm surprised that Green Bay only scored 24 points. Again, I think that's a great testament to how good their defense is, how poorly both quarterbacks, I think both again we're not going to talk about what a great game both of these guys had when the year's over. You're not going to be like, remember that game? This wasn't one of their better games for either guy. They combined the running backs for Arizona 12 for 52. Not good enough. That's not good enough. And that's what I mean. Again, they're, they're yeah, serviceable, you. you know, they're better than some, but, but to me, you put, you put one, you know, God forbid, but let's say you throw Saquon on that team. That's mm -hmm. a Super Bowl champion team. A hundred percent of the time. Jeremy didn't know that. Me, 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 yeah, me, we, me, we, we, we made team and we added. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> you already know what that team looks like. Yeah. yeah. So to, to me, that that just like with Buffalo, although I think Buffalo really needs to obviously now I, I think tight ends a, a position they need to rest too. But dude, you you get a quality running back in that backfield with those two goofball clowns, you could really do some stuff with that quarterback and with that team. Well, speaking of not goofballs and not clowns, are the quarterback and receiver duels that have been going on right now in the NFL. And boy, oh boy, it's a great time to be a diva receiver and to have one of those nice shiny toys if you're a quarterback. And if you're one of those teams that has that, run with it. Be excited about it because right now the league is watching and the league is proud and the league is happy to see these types of players changing the game. And we've always talked about receivers. We've seen duos and quarterback. We feel like these talk about this every year. Well, every year changes. So what we have, we posted on our, our Facebook and Instagram pages. Votes have came out. And um, we're talking about top duos. 
quarterback receiver duos. So I want to do our top three. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of great to solid um, quarterback receiver duos, but I want to get into our top three. And I, this is how we're going to do it. So we put up the three of them. Don't have no specific order. The specific order will be on display right now. You will give us your top three. And Joe, I'm going to start with you because you have a different one from me and Ted. So here is your top three. No specific order. I want you to give me your top three on paper right now. Can I just tell you something? I think uh, if I were to go back a segment for a second, biggest takeaway from last night, not having your guy makes a huge difference when you're out there. Hopkins obviously was 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 mostly out of the lineup last night, uh, and and uh, Adams was obviously out of the game completely, and it showed. Yeah. It showed that these dynamic duels, when they don't have their guy, boy, it does make for a much tougher night. I think especially in the case of Aaron Rodgers, where it's Devontae Adams and some decent help, at, at least in the case of Kyler Murray, you got Green, you got Kirk, you know, you, you've got some other guys that you could throw the football to. Uh, what, yeah, listen, I, I think what Allen and Diggs have right now is special. Uh, and, and you know, I still think that Stephon Diggs is a very underrated receiver in this NFL. I think a lot of people sort of see him as, uh, you know, uh, and you know, a down the field kind of throw it down to him, speed guy. And um, man, he, he's a. He, I love these two. I think these. Two, I I want to say, probably on, on this list, th- 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 at least two of the three will be in the Super Bowl. So who's your who's your who's yeah, who's your one? one? Who's your two? And who's your three? I want to hear your one and two runs versus three. Well, uh, I guess if <laughs> I'm if I'm if I'm. If you're gonna, ah, you're gonna do this to me. Yeah, I didn't know we had to. I knew we were just sending three without any order. I didn't well, know no, on the just, show. No, this is how it's we gonna get work. called the task. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I'm gonna say Rogers and Adams. Number one. I think. I think if you watch week in and week out, and again, not having him there, it, you could really see the difference in Aaron Rodgers. I'll put him one. I'll put Allen Diggs two. And I would put Murray Hopkins three, and only because yeah. again, Murray does have some some other options. You you could, ah, I won't get into it, but yeah, uh, 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 I'll leave it at that. That's my three. Before I go, I want to ask both of you guys a question because I think we didn't really talk about this. And when we say dynamic duos, did you guys go based off of this season or who you think are the most dangerous? Because like. Mahomes and Tyree Kill are like the most dangerous and most, but like, were you guys going based statistically on this season and this season only? I did. I did. I did a combo with both. Uh, Put it like this. I did. I considered the past, but I wanted to make this more about who's doing it right this minute and right, right now. And so that was why. So I'm going to go first. I'll finish up with tag. It's funny. Jeff. Now quick question. I have the stat. I wrote down the votes on our Instagram polls of how they were voted for our guys. Well, yeah, run it down quickly for us. You want me to do this or afterwards? Well, we'll after do it after. Go. That's fine. We'll do it after. Let's finish. I'm going to finish up the top three. And then do we'll yours. I'll do mine, favorite. and then I can do, I could just continue to talk and do the votes. Yeah, and then yeah. The Great. Continue to talk, continue to talk. Just what me and Joe want to hear. You talking nonstop. <laughs> You know what? We should take a vote. Do the fans enjoy my commentary? Do people enjoy Ted talking? Yes or no? So here is my top three, no specific order. Reason why I put Stafford and Cobb, I think it's kind of to me the sense of what Bra- what Randy Moss brought for Brady. 
when he came in, Brady was already great. We already knew Brady was already a Hall of Famer at that point. But Randy Moss adding that big play receiver, and it's different for Cooper Cup. I'll talk. I'll relate it to Cooper Cup now because now you have a quarterback that can legit stretch the field and and throw it anywhere in the field that he wants to. It's just having a receiver like that and a connection, a repertoire with each other, that chemistry is just showing. And it's why Matthew Stafford is dominating the league and Cooper Cup is just taking over the league. And I've always liked Cooper Cup from Eastern Washington, actually, by the way. The biggest thing for him was just staying on the field. He's staying on the field and he's taking the league by storm. Oh, got hurt one year. What got hurt last year. Oh yeah, but he always he always somehow gets injured, and that's the worst thing that happens to Cooper Cup. His worst thing is his injury history. Other than that, he's one of the better receivers in the league. Rodgers and Adams don't really need no explanation to it. They just are just one into a bomb, 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 Batman and Robin, just really? dink and dunk, easy. Did you do after uh, mine? Did you do yours? No, this is how I feel. I do feel this way. I I'm very high on Stafford and Cup, and then numbers, and then for me. Burrow and Chase. I'm going to shock you guys right now with something, but I think Burrow and Jamar Chase are the best receiver quarterback dom a combo right now. And I think it's been one of the best, not just this year. You got them one? But the past two years, the past two times they've played together. Only dom a combo I would put over them in college and in the NFL. I don't give a crap. Call me crazy. Call me bold is Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. What these two did at LSU, dominating the college football world, made it look easy, look like they were playing JV players every week in college football. This week, this year, they're doing it again. They have a brotherhood like no other. There's a reason why Joe Burrow said, go get me Jamar Chase. Yes, we needed offensive line help. We had our draft process. I think we all were on either taking over Sean Slater, Jamar Chase, or Penny Sewell. Those are the three guys that were always associated with the with the Cincinnati Bengals at draft time. Joe Burrow went to this organization and said, get me Jamar Chase. There's a reason why. It's showing right now. Jamar Chase is taking the league by storm. Joe Burrow are starting to finally get into the groove of things in that huge win last week. I know it was a 200-yard performance. But those two, I don't care. You want to talk about bold? This is the best receiver-quarterback combo in the NFL, and it's probably been in the top two for college-slash-NFL because these two, all they know how to do is catch passes and score touchdowns. I'm going with that. And then Rodgers and Adams, I'll go two, but Stafford and Cup are right on the heels of number so, two. So yours is backwards. So Chase and Burrow, you have as number one? Yeah. I just with the brotherhood that they have, with the connection that they have, it's on. I mean, you know, a guy like Marlon Humphrey, who's dom, who's been a consistent quarter corner in this league, and he took him to the behind the woodshed and took him and said, "Hey, nice game. See you later. I'm taking you over." And that's what he did. And he's been consistent each and every week with Burrow, and he did it in college. Call me crazy. I don't give a crap. You know, I've seen you guys say crazy things before. I think I need to get back on the bandwagon. Get, get on the bandwagon. Listen, I think that this I think this dynamic duo is a little too new to be already at the top of the list. If you if we were talking about the last four or five weeks and only the last four or five weeks, you're definitely right, bro. Joe, are you the uh, vice president? This is a and Robbie, question. yes. Uh, I agree with Robbie. I think no. Ted for president for Who's sure. Vice president, are you? Joe. I don't know. We, talk, I guess we talked about this. 
We I need like both it. sides of the plate. No, you're my you're my uh you're my defense guy. You're Secretary of Defense. I like it. I like it. Chaz, and I guess Chaz, my wait is this I, is that crazy for me to say? Because um I think it's no, I think it. you're jumping the gun a little bit. Listen, uh, uh I we I traded Jamar Chase in week two because I got tired of him just dropping everything in his path. Uh it, he wasn't off to a great start. He just wasn't. What do you want from me? Is that my fault? He couldn't catch. Hold on. The question is: Is this an Arlene Joe? No, it wasn't. Mind your business. Don't worry about who I got for him. No, I need a running back. No, no, I want to hear it. You know, I, I had a lot of receivers. I had a lot of receivers. I got, I got Tony Pollard for one. Oh my god. I'm even trying to remember who well, the other one was. Well, 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 don't tell me that was a one-for-one one trade. No, I, I think I also got uh, Tashawn Williams from the Ravens. Oh, Tyson Williams? Oh, 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 Tyson oh, Williams, oh. there you go. Highway Robert. Highway I need a depth. I need a depth. Never really Listen, backfired. It, Congratulations. All you you need need it was terrible when I traded him. You played oh. yourself. You got to wait till week four. JJ strong armed me. Sander knows. JJ, JJ was all. I was like, I don't really think I'm going to trade the kid. I, I'll give him a chance to develop. He was all about. Yeah, I was I like, I, I need a running backs. It was a big mistake. I understand that now. My other problem with your list, I think, is listen. I know, I know, Cups having a, a an unbelievable start to this year. I almost feel like this is kind of a Wes Welker, Randy Moss situation. I know he's putting up the numbers. I'm not sure that Robert Woods still isn't the number one guy. No, Cooper Cup's the number one. Man. 90 catches each of the last three seasons. He seems to be the primary target. All right, uh, you know, because Cup gets hurt. All right, no, it's know, fine. But Woods doesn't, and Woods I think is their I, number no, one receiver. Well, I understand. Yeah, well, so I yeah. just I don't know if I like. Um, listen again, your list is good if you're into like just 2021, especially right. the last oh, four or we'll five go weeks. Back to 2019, bro. All right, right. so 2019. What El Presidente? What El Presidente? What El talk? Shut it. So you have to, you have to be you have to be smart. Never mind. I should retract my statement because we should see the president that right now we're speaking. We have to be it's smart. It's been a while. Listen, Listen, yeah, we haven't had a smart, smart we haven't had a there. smart president in years. We we could be sleeping for a while. So hell, here we go. So <laughs> as we notice, you and my list are the same. We did not talk about this. I did not plan this. Yeah. That's why I joked with you. Did you look at my list and copy? Here's me? here's my list. Now and then here's Ted's how did list. you put them? Okay, so you, all you did was switch. So, if I have to pick, and I'm going to get right to it because I'm not going to waste time. Explaining. Yeah, hurry up. That's the point. You might get. Why don't you just address address the concerns I just brought up about your first well, two picks? Well, well here's the your thing. brother did a horrible job defending himself. So here you what? <laughs> so, Rodgers and Adams are the best dynamic duo in football. Okay, Rodgers is the best quarterback of the three guys that I have on the list, and right now Devontae Adams and is the best receiver of the three. If I got to take one receiver, I'm taking him. Their connection, their connection is like no other. You talked about Chase and Burrow. Sorry, Trev. Rodgers could be sleeping, and and Devontae knows where the ball is going. If you that's going to be the, that's going to be the new at Devontae's stats compared to everyone else on his team. He has 52 receptions. The next closest guy was Aaron Jones at 33. It's the running back, and there was no way. To be on. fair, the other guys have good teammates, though. So listen, Rogers. They have teammates. Alan Lazard and, and Scalin and Aaron Jones and Tanyan are good enough pieces. Because if you want to play that game, good enough I, or good. Okay, if listen, 
I guess they don't have a close number two. That would be because yeah. I'm gonna. They should go trade for a number two. But uh, Teddy, honestly, that's why I agree with you. I think because he's the number one, he they're so focused and on no stopping him. There's no one else even close. If you look at our list, yep. and I, between Allen and Diggs, they have Emmanuel Sarah and Dawson Knox. If you go to the North, Burrow and Chase, they have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Go to Tannehill and Bradley, brought in Julio Jones, Mahomes. Hey, can you give us your vote? Can you give us your vote? Give me one second. Mahomes and Hill. He has Kelsey which is like a receiver and a half, okay? Yeah. Dak and Lamb, they have Amari Gallup, they have everyone. Brady and Evans, I mean, we don't know who he's going to. One week it could be Godwin, could be it could be. I think Godwin. Evans and Brady are there. Now, we went with the West, and we went two different groups. Remember, we had Murray and D-Hop and Stafford and Cup, and I think they're the next closest on this yeah. group. The reason why I went with this three is you have to consider Stafford, Stafford and Cup's this season stats. They're the best dynamic duo statistically this season. I looked at the stats, and I wrote them down right here. Stafford and Cup have 56 catches, 809 yards, and nine touchdowns. It's by far the best of any receiver combo of other quarterbacks. Then you look at the next group. Rodgers and Adams, 52 catches, 744 yards now, which is surprising. He only has three touchdowns, Devontae. Usually he's a guy last year, I think he came off 17, 18 touchdowns. Surprise, it's only three. And then you look at the next one, Burrow and Chase. Now the catches are not that high, only 35. But 700. That's what makes it even more impressive. But, but 754 yards and six touchdowns, which makes his his yards, he's gaining 20, 30 yards per catch, which is that's in the Tyree Kill Mahomes style. I went with these three because statistically Stafford and Cup, you could put them in number one because statistically their numbers back up compared to anyone else. But if you want to go best right now, it's the it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, and it's it's not even a close two because they've been the best two for the past couple of years. And then honestly. If you're going young guns and dynamic right now, Moxie, Court, I mean, you look at what Chase did last week. You've seen what Chase has done the past four weeks. You've seen what Joe Burrow has done. They're they're there. Now, you're not wrong. Diggs and Allen are great. I think, though, if I had to pick the two and I needed to get a play, I think I'm taking Chase and Burrow over Josh Allen and Diggs. Um, well, are, we ta- are we talking uh, weeks two to seven or – Post or pre. Uh, well, here's the thing. Josh Allen did right now. Joe decided to trade him. Are we talking well, about <laughs> Right now, Josh Allen and Diggs right now have 37 catches, 463 yards, and two touchdowns. Kind of pedestrian compared to the numbers they put up last yeah, year. Yeah, but they got good balance. They got Emmanuel Sanders also, who's been a huge well, and Dawson Knox. I know. Dawson Knox. I mean, you have weapons. And I'm not saying all these other teams. The Buccaneers have weapons. The Rams have weapons. The, uh, the Chargers have weapons. All these teams, the Bengals, they all have weapons. But the way that – I mean, you look at the Bills, last year was different. I mean, they didn't have that go-to number two guy. But, but you see, that's year, why, and that's why you have a guy in Emmanuel Sanders that has been a huge shot to that offense. And that's why I think you have to put Devontae and and Rodgers at number one because when you name it off the guys and the teams, you go, there's no number two on the Packers. That's why you've been hearing rumors of Odell Beckham trade from the Browns, a number two, someone. That's why the Titans brought in Julio Jones. They lost John uh, Smith, the tight end, but they have no number two to A.J. Brown. So that's why – so we posted the polls the other day on the Keys of City Instagram. These were our groups for division. Some people agreed. Some people didn't. It looks like a lot of people agreed with our dynamic duos per division based on the numbers. Now, we had Josh Allen and Diggs as the best dynamic duo in the AL – and I was going to say the ALEs. But the AMCs, 17 people said yes. One person said no. I, I don't know who said no. I would love All to right. know who – Let's hear it. Come on. Relax. 
I'll get to it. The North, we had Burrow and Chase, and I think Trev, you and me agree with it. It was 17 to 2, yes, over, over no. The South, we had Tannehill and Brown. Now, that was a really close vote. It was 10 yes, 8 no. I think you could make some other opinions. I don't know who else you would have thought about maybe in that division. Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman. I, I, I don't know who else you were thinking. All right. The NFC, the AFC West, Mahomes and Hill. I did Hill. I told you there was no tight ends on the list, this list. I look at the Chargers. They don't have a number one that's really a stud that's better than Tyreek Hill. And then the Raiders, I mean, we're not tight in tight ends. They don't have a receiver. And the Broncos, they don't have a quarterback. So that was 13 to 5. And we go to the NFC. I did Lamb over Amari. I feel like Lamb is a is just a better, more impactful player and will be eventually better than Amari. That was 10 to 8. That was a close one. I don't know who other people thought. Maybe they thought, uh, you know, Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones. I don't know. Maybe we're thinking outside the box. Yeah, Galladay hasn't played enough, so I don't know who else would be in that discussion. Maybe it was was Dak and Amari. Maybe. maybe. Um, Rodgers and Adams was almost a clean sleep, 17 to 1. I don't know who else thought they were better. Maybe Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I don't know who else you were thinking about. Um, NFC South, we went with Brady and Evans. Evans is still the number one. That was was 11-7. 11, yes, 7, no. And then the West. This is what was confusing me, but we'll see. D Hop and Murray. It was 14 to 4 for Murray and D Hop and 14 to 3 Stafford or Cup. So I think at least based off of what we did with our vote, thank you very much for everyone who participated in it. We were pretty close and on point with our dynamic duos for each division. Okay. Well, that was yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the feedback and thank you for the votes, results. And you can check us out more on those polls. We're gonna be posting more and more polls on our Facebook on our Instagram, even on Twitter. So check us out at Keys to the City. And we were just talking about one of those dynamic duos, and we just named one of them in the NFC East. And there's a big decision going on right now with the NFC East, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. They've been going on throughout this this situation for the entire season. Since last year, the Dak Prescott situation, whether it was contract issues, contract disputes, or whether it was his shoulder or it was his ankle, or now it's the calf as we like to call it, the calf injury that he sustained on the last play of the game to the game when he touched on the C.D. Lamb. And the decision right now, we're just looking that he is sore and it's still undecided if he's going to play Sunday night on Halloween against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. So the question is to play Dak or not to play Dak. I'll start this quick. Good thing it's a Sunday night game. We got to think about this because you think about this NFC, this NFC situation right now, not the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys have a comfortable three-game lead at the next closest team. And that's that all three teams are two and five, not named the Dallas Cowboys. So we look at them. Are they five and one? They're five and one, correct? Yeah, they have the bye week. So they're okay. one short one. So they're they five and one. So the biggest question is: it's not about the NFC East. It's about this NFC that we were just talking about early on with the Packers and the Cardinals. All these teams currently are with one loss. There's five teams with one losses. So what do the Dallas Cowboys do? This is not this is not a this is not an easy game. This is not a oh okay Dallas should win take care of business they should, but this is a game that's a toss up. Minnesota's a tough team. It's in Minnesota. Do they play Dak Prescott thinking long term, or do they say let's wait a week? We can rely on Cooper Rush and we can win with that. I'll start with Ted. If he's not healthy enough, you got to sit him. This is. See, this is not the Brown situation where Baker Mayfield is now healthy and, and and playing for his job and his contract. Dak's already got paid. 
Here's the problem. And uh, I believe Bart Scott and Damian Woody on Get Up the other day were talking about the calf injury. And this all stems back to his injury last year. This calf injury could lead to an Achilles tear. God forbid he gets hurt any worse, right? The Achilles? Oh, oof. If he gets hurt worse, if, if, he, if he does something that's – the season's over for the Cowboys. They can't afford to lose Dak Prescott. Then again, no one can lo- afford to lose their starting quarterback. We know that, Captain Obvious. What I'm saying is the Dallas Cowboys should think long-term. I talked to you about this last night, Trev. This is not the NBA. This is not the Major League Baseball where people rest. But you wonder now with an extra game in the regular season, how teams will play their starters down the stretch. Do they give a Tom Brady? Do you give a guy a Is it worth the Dallas Cowboys to start Cooper Rush, run the football, play good defense, and probably maybe still beat the Minnesota Vikings? Now, I say yes. Don't play him. And I, when I say yes, I mean sit him. Because you have to think longevity. One loss is not going to affect this team. They play in the NFC East. Well, they're that's true. But listen, they're going to easily win the division. They play in, I don't know, maybe maybe the Packers play in an easier division, but you're going to sweep your division, all right? You're going to take care of business. Dak's future and healthy down the stretch is more important than him playing and risking a further injury right now against the Minnesota Vikings in week eight. My answer would be I wouldn't even care about the division right now because I, I feel like the division's already wrapped up. I mean, unless some team dra- – unless the Giants or Washington or Eagles just go complete 180 and start getting everything magically going, then this division's a wrap currently. I'm, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, yeah, you don't want to lose that because you got to think about the future of the Dallas Cowboys. You just paid him big bucks, big money to be the future of the Dallas Cowboys. If he, God forbid, gets another catastrophic injury, and if you're a report, if from what you were saying, if it goes to an Achilles, that's the worst injury you can have in all of sports. I don't but care here's who the thing. You are. And hold on. And to think that with this way, specifically this season, with the way the NFC is playing out right now, and I keep going back to it, and a Dallas Cowboys team that would love to get home field advantage, this is a year that. I mean, maybe you can't afford a loss. You can't afford a loss in the sense of not just your not your division, but the conference because of how great, how First top of all, I think, you, I think you can't afford a loss because no one's going to finish the season with one yeah, win. That's true. And, 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 well, and here's the other thing. What 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 do you gain by – here's the thing. Even if he doesn't tear his Achilles, trap, and he has a calf strain, and we know how calves and hamstrings linger. If he's out for three or four weeks, now you're talking two, three, four losses, all right? One loss ain't going to make the difference. Dak and this Cowboys team has proven enough to me that they're good enough to win on the road. And if we've learned anything, playing in Jerry World isn't that much of a home field advantage. That's true. Joe, what do you think? Uh, you know, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I see Sander just mentioned uh, Everson and Hunter coming back. You don't necessarily need uh, a hobbled Dak back there taking shots. My you know, look, Cooper Rush has thrown three passes in five seasons in the NFL. Didn't it, it, honestly, and as you said, with the way they're running away with this division, might not be a bad idea to get him into a game. Let him start this game. Work the run. Obviously, Pollard and, and, and Elliott are playing great football right now. Um, I will say this. Look, you know, uh, Minnesota's better than three and three. Absolutely. They, Lost three of their first four. Their last two games, they've played a lot better. They should have beat the Cardinals. Yeah, they should have beat the Cardinals. Absolutely. Uh, listen, uh, uh, 
Kirk Cousins playing a great a great game. He's got three games already this year with over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, if he has that kind of game here um, and and there's no Dak, this could get ugly quick. Um, but I really do. I, I think it would be worth Dallas's time to sit Dak and start Cooper Rush and uh, see if that guy can give you anything. In case, God forbid, something happens to Dak, who's already hobbled and who missed most of last year. You guys are more looking towards the future, and that's smart. In the future, I'm thinking, honestly, dude, I mean, you just, just said being it. Smart with it. Just being smart with quarterback. it. Hey, look, let's be honest, dude. If, if, if you're the Giants or you're the Cowboys and your starter gets hurt, would you rather have Mike Glenn in the game or Cooper Rush? I, I know I know, Glenn is not a sexy name yeah. by any – but it's a guy who's played in the NFL. Well, I well, want my what, backup to have had thrown a pass or two in the NFL before. Because you got to take a consideration with the way you'd like to have a backup quarterback. That's why if they went, made a move or something like that. Well, that's why we got the quarterback from the Jaguars. They were going to make a move for because of that. Because of, grabbed him. Because of uh, Dak moving on. Like, God forbid Dak gets injured. And I mean, he's had some injury issues last year and now this year dealing with it throughout the season you want to have that that comfortability of having a quarterback that's delivered that's made throws in the nfl and this is an opportunity for dallas to really think hard about because of the fact that look this is a great conference top heavy the top teams are are dominant and this is a really good football team the question is can you win without dak prescott well they're gonna have to make that decision it's gonna be a tough game halloween night it should be a hell of a game. It should be a really fun game to watch. And I think they got to do what's best for the Dallas Cowboys, and that may be to maybe sit because your future is Dak Prescott. Well, And here's the other thing. Green Bay won last night. So now everyone's back to the one loss. So it's not like the Cardinals have another half a game up on you. Everyone's got one loss, and I expect everyone else to have another loss. So one loss for the Dallas Cowboys is not going to affect them down the road. I don't see the Cardinals going undefeated for the rest of the season. I don't get to see Green Bay. I know that. So, and here's the other thing. You're going to think these teams are thinking about this too down the road of when are they going to sit their guys? You know what I mean? Is is Brady going to play all 17 weeks? Is, is Rodgers going to play all 17? Kyle Murray? I mean, you were talking about injuries when you started the show. You know, is I mean, I know the NFL has never done this before. We're not used to this. Unless a team knows they automatically got the bye. The difference is there's only one team that gets the bye. And I think for Dallas, I think for them, I don't think it matters to get the number one seed. I think for them, it doesn't matter. They went into Tampa week one with everything that could have went wrong. Guys missing games, Dak coming off a severe injury, and they should have and could have beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't think they fear anyone, and I believe that if they had to go on the road to play Green Bay or Tampa or anyone else, they could do that. All right, let's close out today's episode of Keys to the City. You can check us out on Clovercrest Media. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, or share, or like, or even give us a comment. It's the Monday night football game. Different different reasons for why this is a huge game. Because right now you have two teams that are going in different directions. I wouldn't say different directions, similar directions right now. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. We know the story right now. This is a team coming into the beginning of the year. High expectations. Super Bowl favorites. They are currently slated at three and four and two games back of the surprising Las Vegas Raiders in the AFC West. And then you have a team in the New York Giants who are coming off a 
a much improved and a much needed victory for a team that looked like they were going nowhere and looking like they were about to push the turmoil button. But they stay alive and they beat the Carolina Panthers last week. So a huge game in the sense of what to make of this game, of what do two teams that have weapons, have talent all over the field. It's just what teams are going to show up this weekend. So what realistically, guys, is the expectations for this game in Arrowhead for both the Kansas City Chiefs and both, or should I say, both the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Giants? For me, the Giants, though, is who's going to play. So I've been reading reports to post. Kadarius Tony was on the practice field. There's a good possibility Sterling Shepard's going to play. I don't know if Galladay is going to play, and I still think Barkley's a question mark. I think more likely than not, he's not going to play. Um, and we talked about this. I know we're not going to get in depth. We'll save this for another discussion. But depending on what Giants team sh- uh, is t- taking the plane ride from, you know, Newark to Kansas City is going to be the type of team that shows up. They're not, they're not playing the Carolina Panthers, all right? They had Joe had spoke about it on Tuesday. They had their best defensive game. This pass rush provided they, – They had their best second half in, in years. Well, I was going to give you – to back that up, and I know you are right, Trev, with that. The pass rush provided 18 pressures and six sacks. The run run stoppers only allowed 3.3 yards per carry. The, sec, the secondary forced a turnover and allowed only 48.7% of passes to be completed after almost nearly allowing 74% in the previous six games. So the defense played much better. We know that. But that was also Sam Donald. That wasn't the, this wasn't the Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey's thing. The question is, what type of team is the Giants going to be walking into? Are they going to be walking into a team that literally – is are we catching them at the right time, or are we walking into a hornet's nest after you bash it with a bat? That's the question. I I I think it's more about I know what the Giants are going to do. I I just don't know what Kansas City team we're going to face, uh, because you think after the performance last week, you would think like the Chiefs are just going to come out like like full on blitzkrieg, German World War II tanks, bombs, you know, all over the place, especially against this Giants team. I think the Giants are going to play with them. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Jabril Peppers losing him for the season is going to be a, a significant loss. I don't know. It's we're going to have to play the game like we played against Seattle last year. That's what I think you have to play. Even though Daniel Jones wasn't playing, you got to control the clock. Something that Green Bay did to Arizona last night. Keep the ball in your hands. 34, 35 minutes. Run the football. Play action pass. Some screens. Maybe some bootlegs. Maybe throw back passes to the quarterback. Let him run around the field a little bit. You know, because he might be our best receiver on the field. And then just play solid defense. Keep everything underneath. Trip. You talked about it Tuesday on, tu- on Tuesday as well. No, more teams. The Chiefs have been blitzed the least amount in the entire NFL. And we realize that because you don't want to get beat deep. So you want them to nickel and dime. You want them to have to have 10, 15 plays down the field. That's what the Giants do. You got the safeties over the top, keep everything in front of you, and just keep Mahomes in the box and put pressure on him. That's what And then, that's and then Ryan Logan is going to be the key matchup against Travis Kelsey. Yep. They matched up against each other in the Big East when it was Cincinnati versus Rutgers. They matched up against each other when Ryan Logan was against the Patriots. So it'll be a key matchup because what I read here is Daniel Graham is what he are what he said was we want to stop the Chiefs running game right off the bat. Make them pass first. So you know what they because if they run can run the football, everything else opens up for them. Everything else. Now yeah, you get the dynamic plays. Now everything changes. And this is why people were like, oh, are the Chiefs done and stuff like that? It's no, it's it's the sense of that defenses are 
with the way they're running their coverages. They're running a cover four, cover two. They're running two side, a two high safety look. And they're not letting, and I've been telling people, they're not let. what the Chiefs have been so great since Patrick Mahomes has come into the league is just the downfield ability from both Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Hardman, and even Patrick Mahomes. Teams are taking that away. They're not making them, they're not letting them beat them over the top with these big plays. That's why you're seeing a lot of underneath routes. That's why they're playing it safe. They're not going to let anything behind them. They're going to let everything in front of them. It doesn't help on top of it that the Chiefs offensive line has not looked any better since that night in Tampa Bay. And that's what it's come down to. Their offensive line has been atrocious. Every time we've seen Patrick Mahomes last week, back in the po- dropping back in the pocket, he's running out and running for his life. And that's what the Giants have to do. Realistic, for the Giants to win this game, they have to get after Patrick Mahomes. And I know it's and everybody all well, that's obvious. Well, yeah, they have to. For a team that has it that doesn't give that doesn't produce a lot of sacks, both teams, I should say, these are some of the teams that are at the bottom of the list right now in the league for sacks. These are two teams that need to get after the quarterback. And you have two talented quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that can move in the pocket, strong arms, can pl- make plays with their legs. That's going to be the key to this game. Is the battle of the trenches, which offensive line holds their ground? We don't Andrew Thomas looks like he's going to be out, so I expect this to be a struggle fest for both offensive lines because either offensive lines have not looked good up until this point. Joe. The Giants were 7 for 16 converting on third downs. I'd like to see that number closer to 9 or 10. They stopped the Panthers uh, 2 for 15. You mentioned the pressure, Teddy, six sacks in the game. They had a turnover, only two three and outs. One of them was going in a halftime, and they nearly had a 35-25 time of possession advantage over the Carolina Panthers. I referred to this on John about the G-Men as playing a perfect game. I think if the Giants can keep Mahomes off the field, pressure Mahomes, he's been turning the ball over like nobody's business, and you convert on third down, put them in third and longs, get on the quarterback, you know, Listen, are the Giants going to win this game? If it was in New Jersey, I would feel a lot better about this. Kansas City is a really difficult place to play. And like Teddy said, you're kind of walking into a hornet's nest. And you don't know if that hornet's nest just got sprayed with poison or if somebody kicked it and those those hornets are about to come up and – yeah. I was about to use the F word, but I won't, but just mess somebody <laughs> up in a big way. So the, the Giants could very well get blown out in this one, or I think the Giants can win a close one. I don't think the Chiefs win a close game here. How about that? Listen, I agree with that statement. If the Chiefs are winning, they're blowing the Giants out like 34-20 at, at 35-20, something like that. that by, that's why the spread is still 10 and a half points, or, and I don't know if it went down or up, but I know it that's came out. That's crazy. It's 10, that is a 10, that was, well, it came out originally as a 10-point spread. I mean, let's no, not make it all like that. But, but let's not make it out like the Giants are like the Texans or Jacksonville. The Giants I mean, are no good, though, bro. They're, the Giants they're no are good. good. They're no good because they don't have a full freaking slated off the team. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. The Giants are no good, and what I say so, no so good. They're no good because of their injuries. How about if, I, we already talked about this. Take out any team. with Take out the Bengals with their whole offense and some of their key defensive players and their offense and their left tackle. How do you think yeah, those teams agree. You know teams. what? Listen, not for nothing. What I'm trying to say is that I understand that they're not a good team. But let's not blame it because they blame it on because their offense. It's a combination. Well, the Green Bay Packers just won a game with eleven starters out. Now yeah, listen, I understand. Also have Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones. Yeah, look, uh, 
everybody everybody's got injuries and and you yeah. you know you show up with who you have and it's on you and your coach to be prepared and for everybody to go out there and and play the best that they can look the giants are completely shorthanded so were the packers last night like teddy said i don't know that that's any sort of excuse i mean next man up Pepper's out. Martinez out. That defense is in rough shape. It, it definitely is. It's going to be a real challenge for the Giants to get off the football field. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, if you they can know. do it, though, things things will turn around maybe really quick for these guys. Because you really don't know with the way the Chiefs lost last week and the way they got beat down, like embarrassing. Jeff, we've talked about this. Is it, be- you know, do you want to play a team after they, a good team, after they got embarrassed like that the next week? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, my oh, God, be prepared. Especially oh, at home. You're going to get their best. Like, you feel like if they're going to put their best game of the season right now through the whole season, it's coming Monday night. If not, if they can't beat the Giants, or here's my thing. If the Chiefs can't blow out the Giants, they're not that good. Now, that's the truth. The Chiefs should win this game by double digits. If the Chiefs do not blow the Giants out, the Giants lose a respectable game. The Giants are closer to the Chiefs than the Chiefs are to the Super Bowl. Well, we'll see. That's my, that's my thought. Because the we'll Giants see. should not be on the same field as the Chiefs by what the personnel looks at. Now, if they're going out with Kadarius Tony, and Shepard will be out there, and we got Ingram and Rudolph. Okay, Barkley's not and Gallaudet's not, but that's not too bad. We can still work with that. We can make plays. We can be competitive. Okay. I agree yeah. with that. Okay. I we'll I, I really do. We'll I, see, I agree we'll with that a lot. Happens. Chuck, we'll I mean, do you th- you think I'm wrong by saying that? I mean, the Chiefs, come on, this is Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Kill. The Giants can't match up with them. They don't have the personnel. Yeah, just, again, I, I think when you so bad, the Giants should take advantage of this poor defense and control the clock, like Joe used to talk about. Play old foot, old school football, smash mouth, and and don't make mistakes. Let them make the mistake. The Giants are a very middle of the pack team, and we saw what happened when they played the Rams and the Cowboys. Those are two teams that are Super Bowl contenders, and they blew the Giants out of the water. I agree with Ted. If if Kansas City has to scrape by the Giants. It tells you that the 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 Chiefs might be more middle of the pack than front of the pack this yeah, season. So this more is a fun. huge game for for KC, and especially the fact that it's at home, and this they really is, desperately need a win here. This game is more about. Let's be honest. This game is more about the Kansas City Chiefs because, like you just said, all the points. I'm not going to add yep. to it. If they lose this game, or if they struggle again, and they win, and uh, if they lose, let's just say if they lose. There's a lot of issues. There's more issues. Yeah, of course, we'll be happy. (laughs) Absolutely. But there's more issues that we're really seeing then if they end up losing this game to the New York football giants. We'll see what happens. couple more days. The NFL trade deadline is approaching. We'll see if any big moves, any teams, contenders, maybe the Giants. You know how the Giants have made some moves the past couple years. We'll see if they add something to that defense. It's on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. We'll talk about that. And also, we'll see how this week a big slate of college football games. Check out all four downs as they talk about the huge college football week, rivalry week, a lot of great games going on. I can't wait to see it. Should be a hell of a weekend once again in the NFL. Before we close out, once again, I want to just say happy birthday to our mother. I hope she has a tremendous day. Ted, take oh, yeah, happy birthday, Mom. Yeah, take, yeah, take care of her, Ted. You're in Connecticut, not me. <laughs> <laughs> take her out. Go take her somewhere nice. She's working, to the zoo. She's working the football game tonight, and I'll be in Shelton tonight working my game. I know, I know. Well, love it. I love you, Mom. I miss you. 
We are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.